making the best quality food just focus on uh, on just managing their manpower the best in the best possible way and leave the rest to us leave the 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 data analytics the data crunching the data pulling the automation aspect to us that that's what i fundamentally believe yeah Welcome to Whisking It All with your host, Angela Spazito, co-founder of Whisk.ai, a food and beverage intelligence platform. We're going to be interviewing hospitality professionals around the world to really understand how they do what they do. Welcome to another episode of Whisking It All. We are here today with Priyam Saraswat, co-founder and CEO of Voosh. AI. Voosh is V-O-O-S-H dot AI. Priyam, thank you for being here on the show today. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me, Angelo. I heard so many good things uh, from a lot of friends in the fraternity. And, you know, this was always, uh, you know, on my hit list to nice. you know, sort of the podcast to, to go. So, yeah, thank you so much uh, for having me. And I'm really, really excited about the conversation we're going to have uh, a lot to learn from you, a lot to share. So I'm sure uh, we both will have a good time. Yeah, hundred percent. I've, I've, you know, I just extend the 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 compliment. I've also heard really good things about you through some mutual connections uh, and what you're doing. So maybe to just kind of give people a lay the land, tell people what is Voosh.ai. So in short, uh, in just one line, it's a platform for food service brands primarily food service chains to manage and grow their third party business from a single screen. So what we realized inherently uh, that post pandemic, a very big share of business has transferred to third parties. And by third parties, I mean uh, the likes of DoDash, Breeds and Grubhub, uh, where you're not doing the distribution or you're not owning the customers yourself, right? So fair chunk of the business has now transferred to these third parties, but it still remains a big black box. Mm. Most of these brands are not running this big chunk of business in a profitable fashion, or even if they're running it, they're running it highly inefficiently. That's a big gap, which we identified in the market. And that's when we started automating a lot of stuff and started bringing in transparency in the way business is done on these platforms. So in short, we just help them run these, uh, um, third parties uh, in a more efficient and a more profitable fashion. That's awesome. Using a lot of cutting edge technology, of course. I love that. I love that. And so, what was you know, you know, you spoke to you know the problem you're solving, but what what motivated you or inspired you to I guess solve that problem? I'd love to hear about your journey and what led to Voosh in the first place. Sure, sure. So let me let me just start uh, you know from from sort of the background of how this 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 idea came into my mind and how we started building upon yeah. this right it's a long story and it's a, it's a lot of ups and downs involved so this is uh, I'll, I'll cut it short to, to the pandemic here, uh, pandemic times when i was yeah. uh, um, uh, working with a ride share company i was traveling i was southeast asia bangalore in china as well that's a long story but then uh, you know so i was i was uh, just evaluating the sectors which have been the most impacted sectors due to the, the COVID pandemic, right? So I was just studying a lot of businesses and I realized that the, the industry which has taken the biggest hit was the food service industry, right? The restaurant cloud kitchen industry. 
and that's when i started talking to a lot of food entrepreneurs and i realized that you know post pandemic the the lives of a lot of these these businesses has has changed for for bad and and i just wanted to build a product or a solution or a service to cater to these food service entrepreneurs hmm. so the the first model with which we started was that how can we uh give the existing standalone restaurant owners an additional brand from their premise so that they can leverage um uh all the goodness from an existing big brand via utilizing the assets in their uh you know in their store by assets i mean the real estate the kitchen equipments and the staff so we realized that that a lot of these kitchens they had all of the real estate but they were not getting uh enough volumes uh, to justify that fixed cost and that's when we tried to build a virtual franchisee out of these existing assets um and we scaled it up to around 150 restaurants as well and we invited some external brands and we curated a uh um uh, some brands of our own as well okay. sort of like a like a next bike previous model if if you uh, or your viewers are aware so we we scaled this model up and uh, fortunately at that moment we got uh into this prestigious y combinator program as well for people who don't uh, know about y combinator is the biggest uh, technology investor and accelerator uh, uh, globally so we got funded by y combinator as well and that's when our journey began and a lot of silicon valley investors also joined in our uh, uh, our investment round and we started scaling up the business which i was talking about and we scaled it up to 150 plus locations um uh to realize that it was getting very very operationally heavy mm. uh, but while we were building this you know this this virtual chain of 150 locations we realized that doing business on third parties is is a is a is a complex maze it's it's not it's not easy there there are i mean it's it's literally a black box out there <laughs> and you need to be yeah and, and 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 you know it's and and most of the brands uh, uh you know still are running uh their business on third parties just for their branding just for their visibility and they end up in many cases they end up uh making negative margins on on that business right because there's a lot of commission there's a lot of advertising fee and then there are errors disputes right so there are a lot of avenues where you can lose money and very less avenues to make money right so that's yeah. when i that's when i realized that and and you need and and you know not every brand can afford to have you know that kind of data science bandwidth that that kind of analytical bandwidth to take decisions to file for those disputes right. etc etc right so no one has that know how the capability to to sort of nail those platforms and that's when we realized while running these 150 locations on third parties that this is something which this is a problem uh, uh every big chain big or small chain with more than 10 locations is going through uh, right mm-hmm. and that's when we started building a product uh, like early this year uh, we started building uh, we already had built a lot of stuff because we were a venture backed company we had our technology team we had our data science team and right. we ourselves are our tech savvy people right we are not like restaurateurs at uh, uh, you know from from the beginning right we are mostly right. techies who were trying to solve a problem in the restaurant right. space right so that's when we realized that it's a it's a problem which is resonating with, with every food service entrepreneur globally and not just the us we talk to food service entrepreneurs in the europe in oh. southeast asia india of course and us everyone was resonating with this problem statement and that's when we started productizing the solution which we built for ourselves to manage these 150 locations mm. and 
by the first quarter of 2023 we launched the first scrapey version of the product we tried with a few uh, uh few food brands they started loving it they gave us feedback and still we are in that feedback loop but now we have a thousand plus locations uh using our our product and it's a big big pipeline uh, wow. uh ahead of us so that's like in short uh, the journey that. as to how we 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 came to this product yeah i love so we did not start that. with this particular solution but during the journey we realized that uh, this is a problem worth solving Yeah yeah and I think I think a lot of entrepreneurs go through that which is good which is the idea of you know pivoting and listening to you know what the market wants and market demand cuz you know you might start off with one idea and you still got to give it credit because that idea led to the the next idea or the next iteration of the the idea so sometimes being open is is important cuz I I see the opposite happen where entrepreneurs maybe are you know too stubborn let's say and sometimes they're missing an opportunity because they think their idea was right and it's rare that your first idea is spot on there it's iterations of that idea that eventually becomes the 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 thing that takes off you know i want people to almost imagine the customer journey so maybe let's just walk through the typical journey i mean most restaurateurs that use third party know but what what does it look like and then i'd love to you know paint the picture of then they plug in vushot ai and what it looks like after so to start things off you got a restaurant they're a little quiet they're like ah i i i want to start using third party delivery whether it's doordash or grubhub or whatever but i want to start using these third parties so they sign up i'm assuming they go online they connect like what does that process look like and then what are the typical pain points they hit when then they come see you like at what point are they like all right we need boosh now yeah a great question right so i i think if i'm if i'm right you the first question was that how if i'm a brand how do i go online uh, with these yeah. third party platforms is that correct. the first question yes correct i think that's very very straightforward they have productized it uh, and it's not cha- even if you, if you just started your restaurant yesterday i think uh, within 2 to 3 days you can just go live on these platforms i think that's not a big that's of a challenge right. and most of the brands we work with they're already running on these third parties for like past 2 3 4 5 years it's not like they're not live on doordash or grubhub or grubhub so they're already live and going live on these channels because they want uh, they want supply they would never uh, unless you are like grossly non compliant they would <laughs> definitely on board you that's not an issue um And so when when you mentioned black box like what part of it would you say is the black box so they integrate they've been using it for 2 3 years hopefully extra traffic comes in but like you said commissions are high and sometimes it's not profitable but um what ha- what what areas would you say is the black box from the restaurant's point of view I think everything is a black box so I'll, I'll cover it in detail yeah so so I'll tell you, I'll, I'll let's just talk a little bit meta so yeah. the the way these platforms are inherently designed uh their design thinking uh from a customer backward uh, backward way what, what do i mean by that that they've been designed to cater the primary needs of the end user by end user i mean customers who are ordering food on these platforms Correct. like you and me and a lot of features so and they're not been inherently designed uh you know from a supplier perspective let me give an example platforms like airbnb they are inherently designed for hosts hmm. so they so like the, their primary product bandwidth and their primary thought process goes into solving the lives of a host hmm. more than the end user who is coming on the platform but on the flip side with these uh food delivery platforms or third parties we're talking about they have been inherently designed to cater the needs of the end user so that that's 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 one that's one one uh, primary reason that they have not 
thought about solving the needs of the restaurant entrepreneurs which are coming on their platform that's the first reason second reason is for a lot of uh, uh, the features which we solve for it's not in the best interest of these third parties to open up or to be very very transparent around a lot of these data points because that's a source of their of their revenue in in many ways that's that's the second reason whether you know as to why a lot of these uh data points remain a black box or it's very very difficult to uh, uh to solve for the problems uh, on these third parties now now let me start with what are the kind of problems which come on a day to day basis yes. in the lives of a food service entrepreneur or yeah. someone who's managing let's say 30 40 50 locations of a brand like uh uh like papa johns or, sure. or any any brand with let's say more than 3000 locations let's say there's a territory manager managing 200 locations of that brand on the third yeah. parties typically this comes under the marketing function which is very very weird <laughs> that marketing function still handles uh, um the third parties because ideally because it's 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 an ownership of operations finance yeah. everything yeah, it's very operational it's yeah. it vertically comes under the marketing function it's <laughs> a bit uh, yeah and i'll tell you the reason for for that as well so the, the way they used to operate pre pandemic uh, the share of business on third parties used to be 5 6 7% 7%. so it was not like a primary area of focus but now for a lot of brands it has gone north of 25% as well but wow. still the ways they allocate bandwidth for this critical chunk of business has remained same and that's why the the efficiency or the profitability of this chunk of business is is very poor for most of the brands now let, let me come back to the the areas where it's still a black box right yeah first and foremost most the overall financial visibility of my business that's a very big black box it comes in a very very pathetic weekly excel sheet where you know you need to deploy a lot of finance people to just make sense of that data and still even the biggest of the biggest brands they have almost given up on that that okay we can't make sense of this let's just live with whatever they are giving us and priam yeah. just to jump in because i want to make sure i understand so i'm assuming like at an individual level they probably have some decent let's call it reporting but you're saying and then i just want to make sure i get this right the minute you're 10 plus locations they don't only have this call it maybe group or aggregate refined reporting so you're getting kind of these excel xls or csvs from these third parties that you that are very hard to make sense of unless you got a full time team no, and even at that no even if you have a single location is is equally bad yeah okay so it's even as okay wow i assume a single location yeah. would have at least a But dashboard just, just because it's a single location and there's one entrepreneur it's, running that location he or she can spend a lot of time to make sense of it but once it. you go beyond five location it's a mess got it it's a mess it's total it. mess okay yeah so yeah so, so making sense of the financials right by financials i mean overall where my money is what's my digital pnl like right yeah. let's say i made uh, i made let's say 10000 from my one location uh from dodash uh, uh in one month where did my money go and i'm i'm and out of the 10000 i'm only receiving let's say 3800 or 4000 whatever some yeah. number right so where is yeah. my rest 6000 going right how much money am i spending in ads what what was the money which was promised to me but a customer complained and i never mm. received that money it's a big chunk of the of the lost lost revenue right how much money did i spend in ads if i spend on ads what was the performance right how can i improve so the 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 primary incentive uh, for these platforms uh, is to and which is which is fair it's part of their business model is to 
let the restaurant spend money on their uh, on their promotions on their ranking so that they can get more orders right that's their primary right. business model that they charge money from the restaurants to a uh, um, get them visibility on their platform and b get them a higher ranking by paying uh, some promotions uh, promotion dollars right but the visibility around that is 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 pathetic that's that's one area which is which remains a black box the second area which remains a very big black box is that the disputed orders right so what are the orders for which i fulfilled but a customer complained or there was some issue and i never received the money for that order that's called a disputed order which is which varies from 2 to 5% of their total business which is okay, huge well, right yeah which is pretty huge. huge right i mean for for a business where the margins are as thin as 10 to 15% and you yeah. are saying that 5% of my money is still stuck that's a that's a big hit right for any restaurant brand Yeah. and the process to recoup that money to get that money back from these platforms is very complex it's very mm. complex and when you so say dispute like typical just just to paint the picture typical dispute might be like ah oh, they missed an item or i didn't i order this without this sauce or just typical yeah. things that a customer will complain and they'll want a refund exactly they would want a refund yeah. Yeah. and they and then typically the third party assuming the person isn't disputing every single week they'll pretty much 100% give that refund right away that also depends that's a separate logic okay. but okay. 100% they would not give the money to the restaurant owner that's for okay. sure okay okay so that money is yeah. gone for you yeah so you're not getting getting okay. that money yeah so but no but there, but there is a process it's not like they have not made a process to do that but it's it's very complex it's again a black box and especially <laughs> if you're running locations right it's messy you need a lot right. of manual bandwidth there you right. need to really deploy people not just one person you need to deploy people uh, to this right that's what, that's the second problem third problem which is a black box is on the review side right so when when a customer reviews your uh, uh your food on these platforms the yeah. process to reply to those reviews get a clear visibility on those what are my primary issues right visibility around that and b the process to reply uh the reviews it's 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 very tedious especially when you are if, if it's one location then still it's fine it's multiple locations it's it's very tedious it's not like the best designed solution right so that's again uh, a big problem and then there are there are uh, things around advertising your your performance on marketing advertising spends uh that is again another uh, another black box and and the the again to configure the promotions that that process to configure your ads is also very very tedious it's very messy right so overall as i said coming to my first meta point that these platforms are inherently designed to cater the needs of the end consumer like being a, an end user of doordash or it's grab up its platform is pretty uh, pretty easy to use user right you don't find yeah. it clumsy right but right. for the restaurants it's, it's it's not the it's not the right. best product right so, yeah. so and and, and by the way the thing just to paint the, the uh, an even bigger picture that the, the all those pain points i'm already feeling them and most restaurants and and most of our listeners are restaurateurs so they'll they'll feel yeah. the pain but they deal with yeah. three all three of them you know typically they'll have uber eats and doordash and grubhub so having all exactly. three it just makes it yeah. go you know exponential yeah yeah so these three independently are pain points and imagine yeah. combining all of these three with 100 locations so it's yeah. 100 into 3 so it's 300 pain points <laughs> are bombarding you on a daily basis right So that oh, becomes yeah. it becomes a nightmare and without right. technology you just can't scale your business and and you mind you and i feel i strongly believe that the next sort of wave of innovation the next wave of uh, sort of overall growth in the food service industry will be 
if not completely led but like technology will play a major chunk in that the brands which are going to emerge the next wave of brands and i'm already seeing in uh, um, with a few brands we started to work with because they embrace technology they know that they are restorateurs at heart but they know that they will have to embrace technology and they'll have to ride the wave of technology to grow if you just want to be at 5 10 locations it's fine but if you're going to want to scale to 5000 locations some day it's impossible without automating a lot of stuff which i talked about right right that's that's right. where we come into the picture that's how so that's where we come to we, we try to solve each and every problem which we talked about using yeah. a lot of ai using a lot of automation using a lot of uh, algorithms in our backend for for brands to uh, to recoup most of this money to get a lot of to get an amazing performance on their ads which they are running to automate their ratings and reviews automate a lot of manual tasks mm. because you know having a person or to uh, it's just i mean the margins are so thin you just can't afford to have multiple people for each of the right. problems which i talked about right it just right. just just into all of your your thin margins which you are having right that's where we come yeah. to the picture uh, and that's the problem which we are solving yeah i love that i love that and so you know let's say let's say there like i like that uh, example you gave you know territory manager of you know 100 or 200 pizza locations so you go in who are you talking to because you know my my mind directly goes operations but now as you kind of alluded to it's kind of like under the marketing role so what does that look like who do you go in and like how fast do they connect with with your pain and what what is the i i mean let's start there so so who do you connect with and like you know what's what's yeah. a typical con- conversation look like correct so great question so mostly as i said uh uh it's either either the marketing function uh which uh, leads the entire third party uh, business or right. in some cases it's the coo as well uh, you know okay. uh, under whose governance the the entire third party is is also also coming in so we usually start with these or, or of course founders in our network who are running right. uh, running businesses uh, 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 which are having a decent share on third party so that's where we begin right. our conversations uh, the the biggest like, i mean i feel the problem which connects with them which resonates with them the most is around the disputes because that's where they feel this mm. 3 to 5% of their money being blocked and the process to recoup that money is is very tedious so what we have done is we have built an ai which represents you on these platforms and gets okay. your money back so okay. we built our logics we built our uh, fair uh, uh, fair logics wherever you deserve your money back we just getting you your money back that's it nothing else so we represent you uh, on these platforms and we try tend to uh, remove any form of a manual intervention and we we do a job which is i mean which no human could have done especially at that scale right so That's we right. just tend to replace uh, yeah that 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 manual bandwidth and we have automated the entire flow to get that uh, that money back and we have seen a success of more than 80% uh, so let's say if your 10000 dollars was stuck we have we typically get your $8000 back wow. um, yeah that's what i was just going to ask how much you recapture 80% yeah, yeah so our, our success rate um it's, it's so we have machine learning uh, we have built in a machine learning algorithm if if the viewers understand machine learning is uh, is is we can consider like when when a child is born a child learns like a new thing every day and you know when he or she turns 30 35 he or she becomes a mature individual right so our algorithms also tend to learn because every brand is different every order is different we learn each day and we tend to um better our algorithm and at a steady state let's say two months uh, down the line the success rate some hovers somewhere uh, north of 80% so 
So if you are, of course, depends brand to brand, depends right. on on the practices which which they deploy, and I'll cover that how we overall make the restaurants operate in a better way using our product. I'll come to that, but this is the primary product which which That's resonates great. with most of the brands, the the disputes uh, uh, manager, awesome. in which we automate the entire dispute management module. You just need to click one thing, set auto dispute on, and done. Wow! Every single order which is disputed is taken care by us. Absolutely. That's that's the that's the module which is resonating the most with with our with our users. That, that's really cool. And and for people listening, it sounds like obviously this is a no brainer for the large larger groups because it's it's the the problem compounds. But for single location venues, can they benefit? Can they use Vush as well? Turn on the dispute. Is it you know? I'd love to know like for those people, is it still pretty affordable? Given you know, I don't even know what the cost is. Maybe you can just chat about that, like the the, the ROI on a single location. Yeah, yeah. So, so see, pricing of course varies. Uh, if we work with a five with, with a three hundred location brand, the pricing uh, um, uh, is is of course discounted. If you are a ten location brand, the pricing is pretty much standard. So we have okay. we have multiple tires. Tiers uh, and yeah. Talking about a dispute manager, it's a seventy five dollar per location per month, which tends to okay. give like just the dispute manager club with a few more services gives you a four to five x uh, ROI on the spend which you are doing. Awesome. Um, so if, if, if you are, if you are typically, if you're $400, $500 are stuck, we tend to give you back around 350 to 350 to $450, uh, per location per month back with a spend of $75. So, yeah, so that's, that's the, the standard, um, operating that. model, uh, with which we have, of course, we work with multiple bigger brands and we work with a very customized, uh, um, uh, pricing for them. So that's, that's pricing is, is subject to our our um, you know our tier and you know our scale uh, with yeah, this yeah. work so that's 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 something that's... which is not very very stringent uh, but yeah i mean and, and we typically work with with chains as i said we don't shy away from working with single or two or three locations as well but our sweet spot is 20 to 30 locations and of course okay. we work with with 150 200 we are in uh, uh, in pilots with a very very big chain big chain as well which is 1000 plus locations we are in pilots nice. with 400 plus 500 plus locations as well but that's a sweet spot which i was talking about like a like a mid-market segment where the complexity of business is higher that's where yes. we add the most value and we believe that we solve for it's a it's a it's a product built to cater to enterprises so we can cater someone with fifty thousand locations as well we built for that scale we built in an enterprise way uh, that's our usp i would say so yeah, I mean, um, that's, that, all, that's, that's how typically we operate. That's, that's the feature which resonates uh, with, with everyone because you can just clearly see. It's like a cash cow from day one, right? It's a no-brainer. Just, just yeah, that's what I was going to say. Money, yeah. yeah, it's it's funny. It's what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you why why would someone say no? I mean, based on what I'm hearing, it's kind of just like try it out. If Plug it in, plug and play. See if you get your disputes back. If so, keep it on and keep paying. If not, you can cancel. It sounds kind of like a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I think most of the people who, who talk to us, they, they say yes. That's awesome. And the few who, who don't say yes end up losing a lot of money. <laughs> That's crazy. And and I wonder, and you might know or not know, but like when you look at, let's say, the big, big chains that typically have their own, you know, internal software, like, I don't know, McDonald's or something, just to, do they have, obviously they have a lot of their own proprietary software. Do they have something like this for, for, for their operations? Or is this still kind of new territory, generally speaking? Yes and no. Uh, so let's say let's say we talk about overall financial visibility or overall visibility of the business. What they what they typically do is they have their own business intelligence tool, 
tools nice. but the data which is fed into those tools is still manually uh, sort of uh, uh, sucked from from these platforms right, right. yeah so still they're not completely automated like push so we have like automated everything end to end they're still using a lot of manual processes but they have at least solved for the visibility bit of it uh, i won't say that they have not solved for the visibility bit of it they've solved for it okay. but on the other hand the kind of problems i'm talking about like the ratings and reviews the disputes they still deploy they still solve it completely manually and they still don't use the best technologies available out there the machine learning and ai which i was talking about they still not using those but they solve for these problems in a much manual fashion so i won't say that they haven't solved for this they have solved for it but 80 to 90% of the stuff is still done manually got it which is costing them a lot yeah so got i'm it. sure someday we'll we'll we'll, we'll get there I love that. I love that. And so, and so, you know, just to, to move on from the dispute side, which is super fascinating. Like, I feel like we should chat. I'd love to to have Whisk refer this to people because it seems like an Omrain or so. So we'll definitely chat offline and maybe work out some type of, you know, referral uh, where we can help each other out. But really, because no, I mean, it sounds like an Omrainer. And if we, we can help restaurants, like that's, that's our mission at Whisk. We help restaurants with a back of house. So inventory, ordering, invoicing, all that kind of, yeah, you know, cogs type of stuff. But this, yeah. this sounds like a no-brainer. But going from, like, let's say the disputes, you mentioned, you know, some of the operational efficiencies or you mentioned also, like, reviews. I'd love to maybe touch a bit, touch on that a correct. little. Correct, correct, correct. So we have, so I'll talk about module-wise. So one is the sure. one is the sales module, which gives you a very clear visibility of not just, so, so I'll tell you how the restaurants typically operate, right? I'm talking sure. about, like, some of the big brands as well, right? So, they usually have a POS system, right? A POS system integrates with an aggregator and they tend to get the uh, the data from these third parties, right? So, the only data point which is exposed via an open API is just the sales data. That's it. So, if I'm if I'm an operator, I'm, I'm looking at a report which is coming from, uh, uh, from any POS which I've installed, yeah. which is backed by any aggregator, I'll just get access to my sales data, more or less, okay. that's it. Okay. So the, the nitty gritties of each order, the nitty gritties, like what was the rating on this order, right? What are the financials for my 50 locations, right? What are the primary reasons for my rating going below four star, mm. right? Or what, why, why are the, why is my overall NPS going down, right? So all these factors are hidden and they are hidden inside these dashboards, somewhere hidden, right? And no one has actually gotten a bad because these operators are so busy I'm, 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 I'm like completely with them I, I because I talk to them I stay in touch I know their pains and it's it's not an easy I mean business to be in right. I know because I've been in touch with I know a lot of my friends and families who are running multiple businesses and you know the highest churn is in in this business because it's not easy to run um, uh a large scale food service restaurant cloud kitchen business profitably i have like huge respect for for these operators and i know what they go through on a day to day basis right there are thousand things breaking yeah. each day there are suppliers there are so many things man you yeah. know it right yeah. the industry yeah. so i mean i know that they don't have time to sort of collate this data on a daily basis and try to make sense of it right and the open apis are only for the sales data which they, they get access on a on, on the POS reports, right? So, so they, they all the critical information regarding this third-party business related to the, the customer ratings, the financials get lost because it's just 
it's hidden inside those independent dashboards mm. let's say you're running 100 locations 100 into 3 you can't be logging into 300 right login dashboards and trying to manually download an excel report and combine those 100 excel reports and try to make sense of that data mm. right that which right. restaurant location is having what issue so what we have done is we've automated this entire piece and we give them this operations analytics right that okay for last one week these this location had this issue these were your top performing locations what were the top complaints from the user so we scrape all the reviews coming in and we try to make sense using our ai that these are the top issues at this location mm. overall this recipe is having issue across all your 100 locations this recipe is fine but this these are the culprit five locations where you need to intervene and you need to figure out that what are the key issues so what we want is overall broadly if we talk about the larger picture we want these disputes to go down with time right because we're trying to make you more and more operationally efficient as well mm. that's the kind of operational uh, analytics dashboard i was talking about which we have given them uh, as a part of the dispute managers complimentary in which we we talk about all of these uh, 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 problems in a much more analytical way and we help them become more and more equipped to to run their business and we don't want them to 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 do something which which is not their forte right we want the operators right. to just focus on making the best quality food just focus on uh, on just managing their manpower the best yeah. in the best possible way and leave the rest to us leave the 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 data analytics the data crunching the data pulling the automation aspect to us that that's what i fundamentally believe yeah i love that and and it makes a ton of sense like the parallel I'll give on the whisk side real quick is is it's actually one of our our kind of mission statement is like to give restaurateurs or time back to focus on the things they love and it's it's very yeah. similar to what you're doing it's like sometimes or not sometimes that a lot of times restaurateurs open up their restaurant or their bar for their love of hospitality or guest experience or the culinary scene or whatever all these kind of artistic things and passion things and then it's like they get stuck and on our side that analogy they get stuck on excel recipe costing inventory all this boring but super important stuff because the margins exactly. are so thin so it's like it's a double edged sword because it's like you need to do it but now all of a sudden you're like man i i had this vision of what it was going to be to open a restaurant and now i'm like on excel doing this doing that to your point handling disputes or reviews and it's like it kind of sucks all the fun energy out of it yeah, uh, and so i yeah. love i love what you're doing on, on the dispute side on on the operational side i know and i was checking out your website i know you guys also mention uh sales and profitability something about kind of boosting third party sales i'd love for you to touch on that how do you help restaurants when it comes to potentially increasing their sales with these third parties yeah Yeah so so yeah very interesting question so so see I'll, I'll just just give you a brief background as to how how the overall sales works right? so sales sure, sure, sure. is a function of is a function of two two kind of customers right one are your new customers and yeah. the other are your returning customers right yeah overall as a brand you would want a maximum the maximum chunk of your business coming from the returning users that's yeah. what you would always want to optimize for because it's a very high cost of acquisition for a for a new user Correct. But having said that, you would want a new user to come in at some frequency, but you would want that user to retain, right? If exactly. if it's a leaky bucket, and that's that's the that's the the easiest way to shut down your business, right? That you are acquiring users by by paying the ads fee, and you're so a you don't come back, yeah. Acquire that user, and if that yeah. user is not sticking, yeah. A you you lost all that advertising money, and B your ranking goes down significantly on these platforms mm. so these platforms will penalize you very very heavily if the users are not giving you right 
like the, like good a good them. review, yeah. right? Yeah. And if they're not coming back uh, uh, to your restaurant to order again, right? That so it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a double whammy, right? So and and on the other hand, if you acquired a user, and for for once, let's say for whatever CAC uh, uh, your uh, I mean CAC also there are there are literally hundred parameters to define the acquisition cost. But let's say you are in San Francisco and you are selling burgers, there's a certain CAC to acquire a new user, right? Because there are literally thousands of of, of right. uh, outlets, Bay Area, San Francisco combined with selling a burger, right? So how do you stand out? You pay money to these platforms and you rank yourself right. up and there's an ad which will pop up and a customer would come and buy from your from your location. So that's, that's the customer acquisition cost. But if your right. service is really good, right? If you know that I needed to fix burger at this particular location and you actually fixed it, then the customer would actually retain that customer ordering so that the lifetime value of that customer will go up and your ranking will also go up. So the platform will reward you that, okay, now this customer ordered again and he's or she's saying good stuff about it. Let's rank this brand up when someone search searches for a burger in their location, right? So that's that one way. Sense. So overall, it's, it's completely linked. So one way is how do you optimize for our ads performance? How do you mm. get that CAC down? How do you acquire a new user for a lesser money? That's the first um, uh, way to increase your sales via the new yeah. customers. The second way to increase your sales is via a good retention of the of the of the new users which came in, right? So it's right. it's a it's a mix of both of these. So with our ads and marketing module, we tend to give you a very high ROI on the ad spend which you have done. And secondly, with our operations module, we tend to give you a high retention on the customers uh, which are coming on your platform. And these are two primary ways to overall grow your sales. That's how we tend to holistically help the brands uh, grow their sales, uh, uh, you know, uh, using the Bosch platform. That's, that's very, that's a very, very 50,000 view, which I've shown. Right, right. A right. lot goes behind the scenes. Right. As I said, there are literally 100 plus parameters, which decide for both of these. Uh, and a lot, a lot of data crunching goes in the background. Uh, to help uh, these brands, uh, you know, right, um, analyze the business. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. And no, it's good that you're giving that that fifty thousand foot view because I think this way the restaurateurs listening can kind of understand high level the main problems it's solving. I think it'll resonate with them, and I think it's one of those things. That, and and just to kind of do a quick plug for you guys, like you know, people might be listening to this. It sounds like a no brainer. What's the best way they can maybe reach out, do a demo, or just learn more? Where, where do you want to point them to? Yeah, just just visit uh, Woosh.ai, dot ai and you can Perfect. just sign up for our demo. Uh, we'll uh, typically um, uh, set you up with a demo uh, within less than one day. This is your visibility. This is your availability and you can block our time uh, 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 on the on the calendar uh, on the website. So that's the best way to uh, reach out to us. Since I'm on your podcast, I'll give my email address as well. P-R-I-Y-A-M, Priyam, at the rate V-O-S-H dot I-N. Any viewer, if you are a restaurant owner, feel free to just shoot me an email and I'll be happy to personally connect you with the right folks and get you on board. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. And so kind of shifting gears, you know, obviously you mentioned Y Combinator, you know, prominent, uh, you know, uh, accelerator and, and venture capital fund. So what what would you say is next for Voosh? It sounds like you're doing some cutting edge stuff. You're tackling some some pretty big you know, uh, uh, groups, um, I guess, where do you envision kind of Voosh going when it comes to, you know, growth and expansion in the next, you know, call it 12, 18 months? Firstly, like how we think is that the primary goal for us is just to give the best product and best customer support 
to all of our existing users and the new mm-hmm. users which are coming in it's a huge as industry right it goes to a, a million locations in the us almost half of it is coming via the chain setups and half of this uh, so almost like a 500 billion dollars is coming from the chain setup and 500 billion dollars is coming from a little lesser so 450 450 close to a 900 billion dollar food service industry in the us half of it is coming from the chain setups half of it is, it is coming from the independent setups so overall the market is humongous uh, yeah. we would want to focus although we get a lot of leads from international markets like uk as well um um like southeast asia as well but we are primarily focusing on the us market although the product is inherently built to be global from day one but we are only focusing on the us market from uh, as of now so in the next i would say one year or so we would be focusing primarily on the mid upper mid market and a few enterprise uh, customers as well um that's that's what we are we are focusing in uh, as i said our system is designed to handle even 20000 30000 location brand as well uh uh so so that's uh, that's not an issue for us uh uh to 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 on board but but yeah so the, our our primary focus will be upper mid market brands uh um uh in the next i would say 9 to 12 months uh sweet spot would be, would be like 52 to 250 300 locations is a typical sweet spot but we have as i said we have brands with 3 4 5 locations as well and we okay. are we have just started to work with some thousand plus location brands as well so it's That's a awesome. it's a wide range and uh, since we are a piece of technology we are a piece of code uh, for us we are very much uh, flexible in the kind of brands we want to onboard but yeah as, as in the next 12 months we want to focus on the us market upper okay. mid market uh, brands and yeah the more uh, the merrier that's awesome <laughs> and then, and then and then for you like are you able to give our listeners a, a glimpse into maybe any upcoming features uh you know it sounds like you're doing quite a bit is there anything new on the product roadmap that you could yes. share if it's yeah 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 i'm super excited uh, to share so so yeah viewers we have already launched this week two crazy features which everyone was almost demanding one is we have integrated uh, easy cater so now easy cater is also part of our uh, uh push offering so we have integrated your easy bits we're getting very difficult to manage uh, the catering business via a standalone dashboard so we have integrated all the features of easy cater in the push dashboard itself so wow. now we, you can basically seamlessly manage your entire easy cater business via the push dashboard itself that's the first thing secondly doordash drive so we we saw for some of our big brands working with us doordash drive uh was a big chunk of their business which is a self ordering uh uh platform powered by doordash so Got we it. have integrated the disputes for doordash drive also in our in our module so it's completely automated driven by ai so doordash drive is uh, is also now live on the push dashboard thirdly and most importantly the the the, the marketing dashboard is also live and we are so so uh, i'll split into two pieces one part of the marketing uh, dashboard is overall analytics of your advertising spends on these third parties so okay. we give you a very nice visibility on the performance of your uh, uh new user acquisitions on these platforms and give, gives you a very nice uh, uh visibility on where your money went and what is the overall performance of of those ads that's the first part but the second feature which was highly requested and you know we took some time to build it which is just going to go live uh, in next two weeks or so is the configurations bit uh on uh, uh for advertising right as i was saying that let's say if you have 100 locations running on three platforms you have to go through a nightmare of logging into 
entities and running and configuring your promotions wow. which is a mess right i mean this right. is 21st century come on why would i want to do that right yeah. so we have built an automation in which via the boost dashboard you can configure all your promotions without actually logging into those 300 entities so we have just made it very very easy within i would say 15 minutes you can configure all your ads uh, via the boost dashboard even if you are running 200 plus locations so wow. we just made it that easy that's that's, that's one feature which i'm personally very very excited about yeah that yeah, that is exciting yeah so these are, guess, these are the big ones uh, these are the big ones yeah that's awesome yeah. and i guess just to maybe you know wrap things up i i'd love to to maybe end off on a note where you know any advice for restauranters or you can even go as general just entrepreneurs in general but any advice that maybe you know restauranters you're dealing with this space you're solving a lot of their problems like to to, to them to, to the restauranters listening anything you would say you know i'm sure you see similar mistakes often made so really just to wrap up any advice that you want to share is more than welcome yeah okay sure so since since i'm not as i said that i'm not a restaurantia so i would not talk about although i would want to talk about i would not talk about the core business of uh, you know of hospitality or overall food service i can only talk about implementation of technology so my piece okay. of advice which i see i've seen slight hesitance right in, in a lot of food entrepreneurs because i and i completely understand because they are coming from a bit of this they're coming from the hospitality backgrounds right and they yeah. have they don't have a lot of exposure uh, to technology and same for me i don't have a lot of exposure in their industry so i see a lot of hesitance in implementing a lot of new age technology especially ai they have some concerns so my piece of advice my humble piece of advice would be that you that because this is going to be the future right we can't deny i mean we we can't live in denial that that uh, ai is going to be a significant part of our lives in future i strongly believe so yeah right maybe because i'm spending a lot of time in san francisco i don't know <laughs> but but uh, but anyway i'm just saying that that you should embrace new forms of technology try to adopt to newest trends in technology and try to just just use them to to just use them for your for your business use them to automate a lot of things use them to just uh, make sure your profitability goes goes up with with, with each day but that's the only way to survive it's a it's a brutal business it's a brutal uh, yeah um, the competition is brutal and everyone is trying to extract money so you just have to take care of yourself take care of your profits and technology and especially ai is is the primary primary enabler for that so please embrace that That's great advice, and like just just to tack on my my two cents there. By the way, very, very well said. I I often tell people it's don't don't fear the technology. Look at how it can help you. Right? It's it's you don't want to be that you don't want to be blockbuster, right? You don't want to be the the you know when Netflix when Netflix hit the blockbuster. You know I, that's a, that's a classic example. But you know there's obviously that on a micro scale as well. A lot of little things that happen. And what I tell people is, or the advice sometimes I like to give to restaurateurs to add on to yours is like. think about the main problem you're solving cuz the, the flip side is sometimes i find that hospitality you'll get overwhelmed because tech for this and that and third party and loyalty and this and pos and they're getting hammered but sometimes just take a step back and focus on wait what problems am i trying to solve in my business and if they take a step back and you know third party is a black box and disputes is a black like then it's like okay is this solving my problem is this a no brainer cool okay on our end it's like my cogs are out of control my food costs is up my bad no visibility all right does whisk or something like it it doesn't have to be solve that problem and i think that's a key point to sometimes think about is really define 
what's the problem trying to solve and then evaluate the tech and then make a decision. But sometimes I find people get bombarded and they get kind of almost tired from so many different pitches and then they're missing out. The flip side of that is they're missing out on actual good tech that will help their business because they sat into 10 other demos that didn't really have anything to do with their core problems. No, I absolutely second that, uh, Angelo, because there has been, there are, I think I was reading somewhere that there are, I think, some 5,000 plus restaurant tech companies which have emerged in the past wow. three, five, three to five years. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, it's, it's a lot of noise out there. I, I, I agree. And a lot of these folks are just selling air, selling thin yeah. air. That's all <laughs> I've observed, which is a bit unfortunate. And that's where yeah. a lot of good ones uh, also had to bear the brunt. So I completely yeah. uh, agree with what you were saying. But yeah. I love that. that. Well, well, look, uh, Priyam, it, it's been amazing having you here once again, co-founder and CEO of Voosh.ai. That's V-O-O-S-H.ai for restaurateurs listening. It sounds like a no-brainer, but check it out for yourself. Do your due diligence. Have a demo. And if it makes sense, try it out. So, Priyam, thank you for being here, sharing your knowledge. I appreciate your time and joining us on the Whisking It All podcast. Thank you so much, Angelo, for having me. It was I had a lovely time. I had a blast. And uh, yeah, I hope you keep doing this, this great work. And I'm super excited uh, for our days ahead. Amazing. Feel free to check out WIST.ai for more resources and schedule a demo with one of our product specialists to see if it's a fit for you. Mm-hmm.